This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. No doubt, one of the primary passages where the Lord teaches us how to pray is here where the disciples asked the Lord to show them and he taught them to pray. This again is a an outline. It's not say this every time. That could certainly even become vain repetition. But here is how I want you to pray. Here are the the uh, things that need to be included in your praying. Tonight we're going to look at the next protocol, the right way to do it. But the blessing is when you do it the right way, God gets to prescribe that because he's God. When you do it the right way, it energizes your prayer life. Uh, God has laid on my heart. Once we get through these protocols, uh, we'll have other Bible study on Wednesday nights. But before we pray, we're going to just very quickly talk about each protocol and be reminded again of, of the key elements that we should implement as we go to the Lord. Now, another of the basics in praying, according to God's prescription, in Matthew 6 is found in verse 10. Look at it. Thy kingdom come, then this, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Thy will be done. This is surrendering our personal will and plans completely to the Lord. So we're saying, Lord, thy will be done. You're in heaven. And just as your will is done in heaven, Lord, do that will through me and around me on earth. Your footstool. Everything is perfect in heaven. It happens according to the will of God. Here... It's a mess, but it's still on plan as far as the will of God. All right, so what an amazing challenge since God's will in heaven is followed perfectly without any deviation, yet praying for God's will to be done here as in heaven is exciting as we realize that the perfect will of God can be realized in our lives as we pray and In that praying, we surrender. Let me just give you a quick promise here that it will encourage you as we get going. The scripture tells us to walk worthy of the Lord in all pleasing. You know what that is saying? That if you walk in a surrendered way to please the Lord, he considers that worthy of him. Now, how many of you tonight are convinced that you are worthy of the Lord? I didn't think I'd see any hands. Okay, there's, there's, <laughs> I, when I know what I am, no, 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 no. But here's what he says. As my redeemed, when you yield to me and through my strength, you do what pleases me, you are worthy of me. And you know what I respond to that? Lord, I'll take it. I don't understand it, 
but I'll take it. Because I want to be worthy of you. Nothing in my hand I bring, it's all the cross, but I want to be worthy. And guess what? When I pray according to his will, not only does he say, you are worthy, but he says, through you, I'm going to accomplish my will here, just like it's done in heaven. Wow and wow. All right, so let's take a close look at at what the Lord is telling us here. Harold Vaughn observed, the redeemed have the privilege of cooperating with the Godhead in implementing his agenda through prayer. Do you think what God has you here to do is important? You're part of the execution of his plan, and that plan can function here just like his plans function in heaven. If God wants us to pray this way, it means he wants to answer prayer this way. Okay, It's not a carrot. It's a promise. And so let's consider together the surrender protocol. That's what we're going to look at tonight. Thy will be done. When God asked us to pray this way, he already knew we couldn't fully understand how his will is done in heaven or on earth. None of us have been to heaven. So how do we know? Through the eyes of Scripture. Through who our God is as he's revealed himself and the fact that in his awesomeness, his his omnipotence, um, he knows all, sees all, is all powerful, controls it all, keeps it together by the word of his power that things in heaven have to function just like he wants. But how do we pray that way when we don't understand all he's doing in heaven and earth? Well, we're to pray this way Because we're yielded to him based on his word. These protocols, other things that he has said to reveal his will that then guides our praying. And then we're to let him accomplish his will through us as we yield to his spirit. Why is this admonition needed? It's meant to encourage us, but why is it needed? Well, we have the flesh. And one of the problems, one of the many problems with the flesh, is the flesh wants to convince us we're smarter than we actually are. And I'm I'm pointing a finger at me when I say that. Okay? When we're talking about the surrender protocol, there are, are frankly two things that we have to consider. First of all, this admonition about the surrender protocol is needed because some Christians are fatalists. They think, whatever will be, will be, sirrah, sirrah. Why pray? It's just, I'm going to run into things today like I ran into things yesterday, you know. It's, it's just all happening. Yeah, I know what the Bible says, but it's, things are just going to happen. Some Christians are fatalists. We shouldn't be. Is anything in life random if we know God and his word? Absolutely not. No. But some are fatalists. 
They resign themselves to the inevitability of future events. Sometimes they're optimistic about it. It's all going to work out. Sometimes they're pessimistic. Their parents should have named them Eeyore. Thanks for noticing. There's some Christians, you, you don't want to ask them how they're doing, they might tell you. Okay, they're fatalists. But then there are some Christians who do not understand theological determinism. Now, that's a big word. I think we understand the theological side, but the determinism. Yes, everything happens by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God. Acts chapter 2, verse 23. But he has determined to glorify himself by using the prayers of men and women to implement those plans. Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain. What did God do? He accomplished his will. He sealed up the heavens. I'm so thankful, though, that James reminds us he was a man of like passions as we are. We get to read his, the full account and see, the, yep, that's, that's who Elijah was. But Elijah prayed. And that fit right into the working of God. Okay. So holding to these uh, ideologies while ignoring the prayers and the prayer promises throughout the Bible destroys faith and the expectancy that God wants us to have in our praying. Your praying is not just an exercise. It shouldn't be. It's the key to your relationship with God, and it is the key to building your faith as God responds to you asking. Parents, we have a wonderful opportunity, too, through our prayer lives to strengthen the faith of our kids. What an opportunity. Do you include them in your asking? I think I shared with you, uh, we quickly in our family graduated to vans. The cars didn't last long. But Renee and I made it a habit with, and I don't even remember how many vans we had, but each time we'd ask the kids, what color do you want? And let's pray. We don't even know what God's going to give us, but, but you pick the color. They would pray, and we would just go looking for whatever it was God was going to provide for us. Over and over, it was that color. And God was building their faith and ours. Okay. So, Here's the amazing reality of the surrender protocol. God aligns himself with the prayerful utterances of his church as they align themselves with his will. Now, we need to pause and just let our minds get around that for a moment. God aligns himself with the prayerful utterances of his church. Remember what we learned in Matthew 18, where you agree... It's settled. Where you loose, I loose, God says. He has committed himself to us this way as he does his perfect will. Now again, 
and, and you other preachers that are here tonight, you'll relate to this. We, we preach things that are up here, and we're saying it because we know it's true because God said it, but I'm going to let him figure it out. I just want to be obedient, and I want to be surrendered to what he wants to do through me to accomplish this. And then when I put God's word to the test, he does that. It's not you and me pushing the buttons because he's, he's the one that said, here's how I want you to pray. And here's what I'm committing myself to you to do as you trust me, yield to me, because my will, the best thing is for it to be accomplished, but I want to use you to help do that. What a blessing. What a blessing. Now, as we consider the surrender protocol, it's vitally important we understand what is meant by thy will be done. So let's take a closer look. Has God's eternal plan already been determined, yes or no? Yeah, you you don't get very far in Genesis before you realize he's already got a plan that's been determined. And you just get to see pieces of it as you work through your Bible. All pointing to Christ. All pointing to our Lord. Okay. So, yes. Now, can we change his divine plan? Oh, you're not sure how to answer that. Can we change his divine plan? The answer is no. But here's what you need to know about your God. When the scripture says, make no provision for the flesh to obey it in the lust serve. You know what that word provision is? It's our word for providence. In other words, your flesh wants to be fed, whatever it is. And God is saying, don't plan ahead, think ahead, arrange ahead to be able to fulfill those sinful passions. Don't do that. Don't make any provision to do that. But what we realize from Scripture is that our God is so great. He already knows what He's going to do. And so if the whole world today decided we're going to oppose God, if everybody decided to oppose God, do you know that God has already planned ahead of that? And you're going to fail. The human race would fail. So don't ever read your Bible and, you know, God looked down and, oh, no, I should never have created man. I'm going to destroy it with a flood. That's what he did. Okay. But God is providence. The great thing about our God is this. When I determine to surrender to him, follow his word, I pray, do you know he has already predetermined in his plan to use me, strengthen me, and reward me for simple obedience? That's my God. So let me give you an illustration. Pardon me if I've I've shared this before. Uh, My first ministry assignment from God, okay? He called us uh, to a large, uh, well, it was a growing church. It grew um, grew quite a bit in one of the northwestern suburbs of the Milwaukee area in Wisconsin. 
Renee and I, newly married, we were living in our third apartment. How many of you young couples remember the apartment days? Okay, some of you, maybe you're still transitioning in it. That's not, that's not anything to be embarrassed about, okay? We were in number three, the third apartment. And uh, when you live in northern Milwaukee, it's best to get out of apartments in northern Milwaukee. And uh, so one day I pulled up to the church, Renee had an event, and I was sitting in the car waiting for her to come out. We were next to what was the old auditorium. Uh, God had allowed them to build another auditorium. I was sitting there. It was wintertime, and I looked back past the church property, and there were 12 acres of beautiful woods back there, and a dentist had purchased a stone home back there. Uh, that had been there back to the turn of the century. And so it had these leaded panes, this massive fireplace. You could look through these gorgeous doors uh, onto a porch and into that stone fireplace. And I'm sitting there that day looking at that house, and the you know, leaves were gone. It's winter in Wisconsin. And I was prompted by the Lord. Here's, here's I didn't, again, I didn't hear a voice. Here's he said, pray to live in that house. Okay. Just a thought, crystal clear. I said, Lord, would you allow us to live in that house? Now, there had already been a little bit of talk about we need land. There was, we needed to expand as a church, have more land. That 12 acres, it was full of trees. I didn't care about the acres, I, that house. Lord, uh, we've got a growing family. Can, Can we live in that house? Do you know a year from when I sat there and asked the Lord for that, we were living in that house? Now, first of all, that wasn't my great faith. That was the Holy Spirit saying, you need to ask. I asked. But that 12 acres and that property was such an essential part to that ministry moving forward. And you know what? To this day, we all still give glory to God for what he did. Now, did God know that the church was going to get that property? Absolutely. Did he need me to pray for it in order to do what he was going to do? But you know what? He used me in a very small way to simply hear the voice of the Spirit of God, to ask, and I got to be a part of a great plan. Now, let me move it off of something that's temporal to something that's eternal. When you are out and about in the community, and maybe even this past week you were nudged by the Lord to talk to somebody and invite him to Bible school, you obeyed. Or maybe recently you witnessed to somebody and they came to Christ. So here's a reality, and I was just reading about this in my devotions, where Paul says, what is my crown of rejoicing? It is you at the appearing of Christ. Do you know what I am looking so forward to in heaven after seeing Jesus? I'm going to be able to walk down gold streets And there are people that are there because the Holy Spirit told me to be a witness. I witnessed to them. The Holy Spirit had prepared their hearts. He saved them. I didn't save them. 
but they're in heaven today and what a reunion we're going to have. Why? Because I was surrendered to the point where God allowed me to share the gospel with somebody. I can't wait. It's going to be wonderful. And who's going to get the glory? Not me. Now, I'm going to get rewarded for something he did. That's a deal. But what joy that's going to be. Imagine when Paul walked through the gates of heaven and, the, and, and who was waiting for him there. And God wants that for every one of us. Now, he does the saving. He does the drawing. He does it all. But when we pray and surrender, he uses us. What a joy. What a joy. Now, your flesh will say, well, if, if, if the Lord's doing this all anyway, why does he need me to pray? That's your flesh. It's because he told you to and you need to obey. That's why. And so let's, let's move on. Along with the prayer goal of God's glory in all things, our prayer has in focus the implementation of God's will on earth. And so to help us, God gives us prayer burdens, promptings, as I've just mentioned. He gives us desires, and we pray according to those desires. Again, Vaughn points out, as our wills unite with his, we pray the things in God's heart into existence. Now again, understand what he's saying. That's already in the mind of God. But when our wills unite with his, we pray the things God's going to do. Prayer is an essential component in the outworking of God's will. In order to partner with God in prayer, we must surrender our wills to God's. And again, this is the surrender protocol. Now, it even takes surrender just to start praying. But I'm looking around here tonight, a lot of mature believers, we ought to be past that. You're going to have to submit to the Spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Prayer is work, but it is rewarding. But then when we pray, this is what God is going to do through us. Let's look at the example of our Savior. Jesus prayed, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. I'm in Luke 22, 42. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I love that passage. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from That's his humanity. Do you know, Jesus felt the liberty to tell the Father what he was afraid of, how he felt. It's no different for you or me. Not complaints. But God, this is really hard. Lord, I don't know that I can do this. In fact, I know I can, but nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. What an example. In pondering the fact that he would become the sin of humanity and pay sin's penalty on the cross, Jesus, according to Luke twenty-two forty-four, he hemorrhaged blood. Real drops of blood. You talk about intense anxiety, pressure. If there was any other way for sin to be atoned for, Jesus felt the liberty to ask for that. Nevertheless, 
Jesus was committed to the Father's will, died to his own will, and then died on Calvary's cross. Aren't you thankful he did that? But here's the, here's the thing that's amazing too. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down to the right hand of the Father. And so Jesus also had in view us, a bride. And so he was committed to the Father's will. Do you know that you don't lack any benefit when you submit to the Father's will? Your flesh is going to squeal, but you're not, you will not lack any benefit by yielding. Now, is, is it possible to pray for God to grant our desires and still put the priority on his glory, his kingdom, his will? Absolutely. Keep in mind that praying for the well-being of others, for personal provision, by that way, that we're commanded. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay. Uh, daily provision. God's leading in all things. By doing so, we are acknowledging that God must do it and that we believe he can. You have not because you ask not. Now, we don't ask to consume it on our lusts. But the Lord knows when we have needs, we're to ask. So, the surrender protocol starts with us approaching God, having surrendered our will and our rights to him. Again, quoting Vaughn here, prayer is not about getting our will done in heaven, but about God's will being fulfilled on earth. We have to keep that in mind. So let's close by just looking at a second point quickly, and our time is, is done here. Full surrender to Christ's lordship. The surrender protocol is committed to this, surrendering to Christ's lordship. We just had Good News Kingdom, and we had some skit characters up here. And my Lord, and, and you know, they, they were saying these things. And there was a time in European history where that was said all the time. Uh, they, you were a servant, or you were a Lord. Okay? Over millennia on this earth, when a servant said to his Lord, as you wish, or thy will be done, that could lead to unnecessary failure or even hurt. But in light of what we have seen tonight and what we've learned from Job, thy will be done is settled agreement that our Lord's will is always good because he can only be God. It's always good. So surrendering to Christ, the surrender protocol is, is surrendering to his lordship. Therefore, we surrender our hurt, our pain, our worry, our doubt in prayer to his will because when his will is done on earth as it is in heaven, a lot of promises then kick in. Here's one for you. You might recognize it from Romans 8.28. And all things work together for good to them that love him and are the, what? The called. That's lordship. Called according to his purpose. Our home is not here, 
Someday, very soon, we're going to be home, and it's going to be eternal rest. But right now, we're servants and soldiers as well as sons and daughters. And we're commanded to occupy until he come. But he's not going to leave us or forsake us. And he has said, you and I need to be communicating all the time as you're surrendered to me. So remember, we're servants of the Lord, bought with a price, owned by him to do his will on earth, while there is yet time. The time cometh when no man can work. While he gives us all things to richly enjoy, occupying for the master, Luke 19, 13. That's our charge. It's not pleasing ourselves. For the Christian prayer is primarily an occupational tool as we serve the Lord Christ. Think to the the areas where Paul said, brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. What did he ask for? Utterance? Boldness, direction, God's leading. What was all that about? Prayer was an occupational tool, partnering with the Lord. So as we conclude, the phrase will of God is found 23 times in our New Testament and refers to things like our sanctification, this is the will of God, even your sanctification, 1 Thessalonians 4.3. Giving thanks uh, in everything, for everything, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Being spirit-controlled, Ephesians 5. And all men coming to repentance, 2 Peter 3 and verse 9. This is the will of God. Again, our partnering with the Lord to do His work now. Have you ever thought about the fact that those who pray the most are the most engaged in what God's called them to do here? If your focus is somewhere else, you're not going to pray. And so all of heaven's assets are ours for God accomplishing his will on earth through us. But the greatest asset, our beings fully, or our, the greatest asset is this, our beings being fully surrendered to him and praying his will be done in all things. So pray with a keen sense of his will. Thy will be done. And as I am asking, is it according to his will? And what does he promise? If you ask anything according to my will, you have the petitions that you've asked for. What a great guarantee. What a great God. Let's stand together. Father, thank you tonight for the surrender protocol. Father, our flesh wants to have its own way. But Lord, as we yield to you, we get to enjoy the blessing of prayers answered of us seeing you do mighty works as you prompt, we yield, you direct, and we make sure that we're asking according to your will. And then, Lord, we know the joy of knowing that just as your work is done in heaven, 
it is being done here around us, in us, in those that we're trying to minister for you. Lord, your power then is evidenced. You increase, we decrease. But God, lasting, eternal work is done. Father, in Jesus' name, would you continue to do that work here for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.